listening to the Mom to Mogul podcast, the only podcast turning everyday mamas into bossed up moguls by helping you master your mindset, motherhood, and entrepreneurship. Each week, we'll dive into powerful strategies to help you go from changing diapers to closing deals without losing your sanity. You'll hear from me, your host, Jasmine Chanel, as well as meet some of the most influential mompreneurs online. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Mom to Mogul podcast. Super excited about today's guest. Not only is she one of my Mom to Mogul alum, she is also a certified personal finance coach. And so we are talking all things coin, all things rich mamas today with (laughs) Tiffany Burns. Tiffany, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for um, inviting me. I was so excited when I got the email. I was like, absolutely, yes, sign me up. (laughs) Yes, excited to (laughs) first things first I'll let you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little more about you yeah so I am Tiffany Burns I am a certified personal finance coach and I help moms become mindful with their money so that they can enjoy more of their money now um, and create a legacy for their babies later love it legacy (laughs) for later but mindful with their money now how did you come up with that uvp um as far as like the mindfulness part around money i think that phrase stood out to me yeah so i mean in my brand like there's a lot of mindfulness which is why i have the lotus flower right Mm -hmm. um it is very much in tune with who you are and the mindfulness piece and intentionality with your money so um you know i think a lot of times when we think about personal finance there's just kind of rigid and it's strict and all of these things but when you think about it as a mindfulness with your money it changes it it makes it a little bit softer and easier to digest and implement I love that. So what are some mistakes that you see people making when it comes to being more mindful with their money? Yeah. So, you know, when we think about mindfulness, it really starts with like a budget and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And people think that those sorts of things are restrictive. They completely cut out the things that they love with their money and they go on these bare minimum, um, you know, minimalist diets kind of with their money. And it, it isn't sustainable. Right. You can do those crash diets and those detoxes with your finances. But for the long run, it, it isn't enjoyable. And then you usually get burnt out and then quit. Um, and so that was when you get on that hamster wheel of starting, stopping with your budget or not being able to pay off debt because you're making momentum and you're making these um, this change. And then all of a sudden life comes at you and then it throws a monkey wrench in it. So when you're mindful and you're doing these things gradually and slowly with intention, it makes it so much easier for you to continue for the long haul. Love it. Love it. And so I want to go back into your journey, because I think for a lot of people, especially when we step into the coaching space, this is informed by our own life experiences. What were your experiences with money like and what made you decide to get certified in personal um, finance? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I I lived in a household where money was an adult conversation. So I Mm -hmm. didn't learn about money growing up. And so I just learned some kind like from subconsciously of seeing what other adults in my life were doing. And I picked up a lot of bad habits along the way. And those bad habits led me and my husband to end up in $91,000 in debt. And it was in that realization of how much debt we had and the life that I wanted to live, um, you know, I realized that I had to do something different. And that whole journey of, again, being mindful, right, 
Mm -hmm. Um, I tried the crash diet with my finances and there's so many financial experts that teach that just cut your expenses, cut cable, cut the coffees, cut everything. And that is not sustainable. I was, I ended up being miserable Mm -hmm. trying to get out of that debt. So I had to start adding some of that the things that I enjoyed. I go to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. That's one of Same. my little pleasures, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to make, I added that to my budget, but I had to add things that I enjoyed back into my life. And nobody is teaching that part, right? Because again, we're creating something that is going to be sustained for a long time. And again, if you start to cut everything out, you're creating this life of deprivation and restriction, you're going to resent your personal finances. You're going to pre- right. resent the whole journey and this ability abandon it. And I think for a lot of people, that is true. When we get those messages about cut, 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 and it's like, God, I'm already working a lot and I still can't enjoy the money. I can't keep any of it. And I think what tends to happen is that's when people binge, like that's when they skip, you know, paying a bill and go splurge on something that maybe they shouldn't have bought Um, because we've been taught to cut, cut, cut and cut back. Um, And even one thing I've learned in my entrepreneurial journey, like that space of deprivation. And when you talk about being mindful with your money, that energy does not leave space for you to attract more abundance at all. Um, Because you're coming from a place of lack and scarcity and like, oh, I I can't even afford a $4 coffee. Like (laughs) where, where are my priorities in life? And I think specifically for women, we have been taught that you, the only way to survive is to coupon and like keep your shopping <laughs> under wraps. And it's like, no, we need to be all here talking about earning more <laughs> and yes. making what we're getting much better. Yeah. Um, I am so, all for the treat yourself culture, right? Because yes. we are out here creating businesses and climbing mm. the corporate ladder in the nine to five space and doing all these amazing things. There is no fun in that if you say you can never treat yourself to that new bag that you want, right? There's right. No, you can't enjoy the dinner that you want or the experiences that you want to create. I, I don't believe in that deprivation at all. Yeah. And so how, what was the first step for you as far as kind of rewriting that mindset? Like you said, money was an adult conversation as you were growing up and you guys had these bad habits. What was the first step that you took to kind of move in the direction of where you wanted to go? Yeah. So I'm, I, I'd always explain it like it was a movie trailer. I saw my entire life Um, from my kids going on vacations when they were young, playing on beaches. I saw them going to college. I saw us paying for weddings and helping them purchase houses. I saw my husband and I traveling. Like it was a movie trailer. I saw every single part. And that helped me with that mindset shift it really helped me to see that I can have all, this is what I want. And I can have all of these things if I'm willing to put in the work and change my mindset. So in my program, this is how I start the program, right? We really have to get super, super clear on where we're headed so that we can identify that when we're creating your budget, we know this is what we're working towards. This is the ultimate goal. This these this is why we are, I call it realigning, right? Like it's not sacrificing, right. it's realigning. This is why we're doing all of those things with your money because this is where you really want to be. How many people are you encountering that don't have that? Like haven't sat down to think that far in advance? Is, is it a large number of people who haven't? It, it is a, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just about everyone that I've encountered, they have not taken the time 
um, or made the time to sit down and really map out what they want their life to look like. And, you know, I, I give lots of prompts and different ways to pull that out. And even if, you know, it's almost like a visualization type exercise. And even if you can't see something super specific like I did, you know, what is that feeling that you have in your life, you know, five, 10 years from now? Is it stress? Is it, you know, pride? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel successful? Like, you know, and then moving towards that. But I mean, there's so many people who have not just taken the time to think that through. Yeah, it's so, so important. Make sure you guys are taking notes because <laughs> Tiffany is definitely going to drop some information that you can use. So once we have that vision, we know where we want to go. We re- we're realigning with our budget and not cutting out our coffee, <laughs> but right. finding ways to get closer. How are you getting then your spouse or your significant other? How can people get them on board? Because I know uh, specifically for married couples or couples who have been together for a long time, money conversations are usually hard for a lot of people. And so how did you get your husband on board and how do you help your clients also get their family on board with this new vision of the money life that they want to have? Yeah. So my husband was actually the one that was, you know, managing the money better than I was. He was a good husband in the sense that anything that I wanted, he would just let me do, which is how we racked up that much debt. Um, but you know, so he was already on board with, you know, fixing our finances. Um, so that wasn't the conversation, but the conversation started to look different. Once I had that vision, let's dream together, right? Mm -hmm. Let's put our heads together. What can we accomplish together? Um, at a quicker pace, right? Because if you're managing your money separate with your spouse and you have student loan debt and he has student loan debt and you guys are pouring all this money into your student loans, it works so much more efficiently when you're tackling one thing at a time, yeah. right? Instead of spreading your finances too thin, um, let's work together and let's really get this done. But again, like it kind of starts the same way, which is having like a dream talk with your husband. Like, what do you, what do you see your life like with our money? And it kind of just naturally goes from there. But I mean, you know, when you just come at them with, okay, I looked at our our state bank statements and we need to cut out this, 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 and we need to start budgeting and we can't do this and can't do that. Then that conversation can go left real quick. But if you approach it from, again, with that mindfulness that, you know, we're going to work together to reach a common goal because that's what marriage is. um, it, it, It helps the conversations go a lot smoother. Yeah. And so I know your mission ultimately is to help women build that legacy. Like you mentioned earlier, having that generational wealth. What is um, that journey look like when you are helping teach your kids about money, when you're thinking about their future? Uh, what steps are you taking to work towards that generational wealth as well? Yeah. So, you know, that's another mindset shift, right? Because mm-hmm. growing up, if you didn't have that knowledge being taught to you, you don't really know how to do it with your children. And oftentimes I find people saying, oh, they're too young. You know, I've yeah. said it myself, right? Like they don't need to worry about money. And that's us kind of projecting our fears and our thoughts on them. So we kind of have to reframe that mindset. But then it, it really happens naturally and organically when you think about it. You know, they find a penny on the floor or a dollar. You can start explaining to them what that is. Uh, with my children, you know, I started giving them chores, but they had chores at a young age or, you know, it's jobs really, right? The yeah. things that they get paid to do and they get money for those jobs that they complete. And it's not every single chore because they still have to be responsible members uh-huh. of the family. But anything I feel like is, a, you know, a little bit above and beyond what the age appropriate, you know, chore is for them. You start to pay them money. They start mm-hmm. to earn, they understand because most people's 
income is earned income, right? Yeah. Even if you're starting a business, you have to earn that income. So understanding that you have to work and earn money. And then, you know, again, at a young age, showing them how to budget. So this is the money that you can spend. This is the money that you can save. This is the money that we're going to give to, you know, another family or a kid in need. And then as they get older, you can start having those conversations about investing and taxes and all of those, you know, uh, more involved in detailed conversations. Good, good, good. So they are set up for success from the beginning <laughs> by being a part of these conversations, because I think traditionally, like, like you mentioned earlier, many of us were like, oh, our parents didn't want us to worry. So we're just over here thinking money grows on trees or that uh-huh. we don't have enough. You know, there usually there's that, that two ends of the spectrum. Yep. Um, so I want to shift the conversation a little bit to your entrepreneurship journey. But before I do that, what is one of the key takeaways you would like people to know around managing their personal finances? Um, That it is not as hard and scary as you uh, may think it is. And, you know, it's a lot of times it's a fear of the unknown because, you know, again, we weren't taught, we don't really understand how to do this thing. So there's a lot of fear and anxiety that we build up around budgeting or saving or, you know, getting out of debt and all of these different things. Um, And then there's also a fear of change. And, you know, like we talked about, you know, the the sacrifice and the deprivation, when you understand that it doesn't have to be just black and white, you can't do anything anymore. It makes it so much easier. So, uh, so the thing that I will want people to leave with is that it is not as hard as you think it is. Good, good, good. So as a participant, mom to mogul, I got to talk about your entrepreneurship journey. Yes, let's talk um, because it. Tiffany is part of my rich mama squad. And I'm going to continue to build this community of rich mamas <laughs> by giving them space to share their experience. So for you, before you um, became a part of mom to mogul, where were you kind of struggling in your journey to become an entrepreneur? I know you were a full-time stay-at-home mom. And so that is fun. <laughs> but there's also this transition that has to happen when you really decide like, okay, I'm really going to do this business this time around. So uh, what were you struggling with before mom to mogul So before I started mom to mogul I really felt like I had an idea but I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't get, you know, the the thoughts that were in my head into a program. I couldn't, the content that I was creating felt like I was missing something and I wasn't connecting with the people and really giving the people that I wanted to connect with what it was that I do because something was missing. I couldn't figure out how to articulate it. And so, you know, when I found your page, I stopped you. I, I, found, I think I found you around um, when you were doing the Christmas challenge or that like 30 day. Oh, okay. Show. The live streams in December, the crazy thing that I probably will never do again. I think I did 45 live streams. Yes. And I probably watched, I probably watched the majority of those and just, you know, hearing what you were talking about and about branding and messaging. And that was exactly what I was struggling with and finding my brand's voice um, and being able to connect with my audience. And that was the part that was missing. So yeah, that's what I was struggling with. (laughs) And so how did Mom's Mogul help you figure out how to articulate that value and help people see you as the expert? Because girl, now you are the expert. I see you collaborating. (laughs) I see you watch your brand grow. I've watched your confidence and your clarity grow as well. Um, So which part of it helped you, you know, feel like, okay, I can articulate this. I know I can help people get results. All of it. Um, But seriously, I mean, pretty much the entire program, just like you, I love the way you laid it out. The framework is perfect 
because they each module does it builds upon itself and it goes a little bit deeper and when I'm creating my content now it is so clear on you know what kind of post am I going to be creating what's the purpose of this post you know when I'm launching something this is what the launch is going to look like it's so clear on how I do things now because we in the program you've created such a simple foolproof way to create a brand and you know I think my favorite part of the program um, is the brand story right because um, for me personally, that is the biggest thing that I want to convey to people is because I have made so many money mistakes that I see you girl, like I am you and <laughs> you know, you have a different path that you can choose, you know, let me help you guide you there. And so, you know, the brand story part was probably my favorite, just really helping me lay out all the different pieces of my story that I can talk about in your GPS met uh, method, just talking about all those different parts of my story that I can communicate to my potential clients. I loved it. Yay. So what excites <laughs> you most about your business? Yeah, so I'm really excited. You know, I can talk about budgeting and saving money and paying off debt, but what really excites me is just helping women to be those ones in their family to create that generational wealth, to plant those seeds of generational wealth, to really help them build out their legacy, something that lives beyond their time on this earth. And so, you know, yes, all of those things are benefits of that journey, um, but the legacy and the generational wealth, that that it's the generational wealth for yes. me. <laughs> exactly. Love to see it. You know, how we are on the same page yes. when it comes to the wealth building, because yes. I think it's on, it's like, this is the time, like if not, <laughs> All these other generations prior, there were all these obstacles. And yes, there are still many obstacles for us to face now. But if there was never a more perfect time to yes. set your kids up for success, now is the time. So definitely get those tools and resources to help you do that. And so what advice will you give those moms who are scared to start a business? They're using motherhood as perhaps an excuse or a barrier that's holding them back from starting their business. What advice would you give them? What, what is your quote? Um, excuses, no excuses. What is it? Execution oh. over excuses. Oh yeah. Execution over excuses. Execution yes. over excuses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really believe that each mama who's looking to create a business has a purpose. They have something that is pulling on their soul that they are supposed to be contributing to the world. Mm -hmm. And if we can Continue to you know make ourselves small and hide in that fear and use motherhood as the cloak, right? right. right? Um, mm -hmm. Or the excuse to not pursue that thing that God is calling you to exactly. do. Um, you, you, we have, we cannot let that be an excuse. And, you know, I love that you showed us your pregnancies <laughs> and you showed us, you know, you were doing your live streams with JJ on your, um, with, on, with her on your shoulders. So there are no excuses um, when you really are, you know, when you find your purpose and you're really ready to move on that. Yeah. And I think it's key because that purpose is going to keep calling. It doesn't yeah. matter how long you ignore it. <laughs> that knock is still going to keep going and there's going to be, you're going to keep going in this circle until you answer the door. So I feel like, you scared. Yeah. Yes. I feel like God, like, you know, he might just like tap you, right? Like he'll nudge you uh -huh. a little bit and then he'll just push you. Okay. Right. So like, don't let him get to the pushing part, sis. Right. Like just go ahead and take those steps. And again, like I love with your, your particular program and I followed other coaches and other people. Um, what I love most about your program is the ability to do this as a mom, 
right? Mm -hmm. It's self-paced. So you can take your time and do it whenever you have the chance to do it. It's mm -hmm. when I tell you it's simple, like <laughs> uh, Jasmine has laid out every single step, every little detail that you need to create this brand and to create this movement is in this program. So if you were scared, you know, De uh, Jasmine, I keep calling, I keep calling you Daniel. Jasmine is giving you everything, like basically holding your hand yeah. to create your brand with this program. Yeah, that is the key. The hand holding part, a lot of coaches don't want to do, but I know, like you said, legacy is attached to making sure people get this right, making sure they have the steps, making sure that is simple enough for you to implement even with your busy life as a mom. So we are going to wrap up, but I want to give you a chance to tell them where they can find more information about you. If they're looking to up-level their personal finances, where can they connect with you? And then what services do you offer that can help um, them begin to start that journey? Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram. I am loving the Instagram streaks these days. So you can find me at the Lotus Legacy. Um, I love connecting with people and my DMs. So if you shoot me a message and tell me you, you heard me on the podcast, I would love to hear that feedback. Um, and if you were looking for ways to work with me, I am currently offering one-on-one -on -one coaching um, services and I'll be um, relaunching my group coaching program in the fall, which has been amazing because it's a sisterhood, a community. So you don't feel like you're going through any of these things alone. Um, but for the summer, it's just going to be the one-on-one -on -one services. Good, good. So make sure you guys check out the show notes so that you can connect with Tiffany um, and follow her over on Instagram and connect with her for further services. Thank you so much Thank for you. being on this episode. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm truly honored. And, you know, if you've been hesitating on whether or not you should join Mom to Mogul, um, please let my story be an inspiration. It's super easy for you to start to, your brand and start your movement um, with what Jasmine has created. Thank you. Thank you. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the mom to mogul podcast. And if you did, I would love if you were to leave me a five-star review, just head over to Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and tell me what you thought about the show. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for any links or notes about today's episode, and I will see you on the next one.